Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to the Ty Brady Way. And for a moment, I want to talk about respectfully disagreeing. You know, I think we live in a society where individuals, if we don't agree with them exactly the way they think or the, maybe some of their opinions, then it turns into either hate or relationships get divided or friendships end. So, you know, we've, we live in an, a world where we're allowed to have free speech. We live in a world where we have the agency to choose for ourselves. And for me, I want to talk about respectfully disagreeing. And I want to give you some scenarios that have happened to me recently. You know, one of them having to deal with, you know, work, my work environment, one having to deal with community, and then one personally about disagreeing respectfully. Now, I believe that debate is good. And I try, I stay away from the word using an argument because debate, we can't ever move forward and progress if we didn't debate things. And I know that I have a very, very strong opinion with certain things, which we all should. I mean, we should stand for our values. We should stand for what we believe. And we should do the things that we believe that are right and ethical. So as many of you know, I own a marketing insurance company and I recruit and train agents all over the country. And one of the things that frequently happens with me is I recruit an agent or I'm trying to get an agent recruited. I hear about all of the things that an individual tells them that they're going to do for them. And you know, I, I'm a straight shooter. I try to be as transparent as possible. And I usually hear stories like this. Well, I went and talked to this certain marketing organization, and they tell me they're going to give me unlimited leads. And to me, I sit there and think for a second, I don't know anywhere out there, especially in my industry, where some individual is going to give you an unlimited amount of leads, 100% of the commission, and get nothing in return. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I hear something like that. So, or I hear something that they say, I'm only going to sit and work at my house and have my phone ring. Again, I don't know how that's possible. I once interviewed an agent in a particular state and he's like, Ty, you know, I just want my phone to ring and I asked him a question. I said, listen, are you willing to go out and visit with people face to face? Are you willing to go out and network? Are you willing to talk where your feet are? And he's like, nope, I just want my phone to ring. I want to be able to sit here in my pajamas and I said, and you're not willing to give up any of your commission? He says, no, and I won 100% of the commission. And I said, sir, I am sorry to tell you, but I don't know of anybody out there that's willing to do that because, one, selling on the phone is very difficult. Number two is it takes a lot of resources, resources meaning money and dollars, and why would somebody give you 100% of the commission that's available and do that for you? And I, and I politely said to him, I said, you know, if you find where that exists 
please let me know because I'd be happy to sign up for it. And, you know, it didn't work out between him and I and we respectfully disagreed. And I said, you know what, you're just not a good fit for my organization and good luck in your endeavor trying to find an organization that meets your requirements. Now, that's in a, in a work environment for me as I recruit and train agents. Another one, um, you know, as I am heavily involved in youth sports with my boys, whether it be lacrosse, football, or any sport that they choose to, to be involved with. I even like to coach either at an assistant coach level or a head coach level. Now, as you can imagine, you're going to have a lot of disagreements with maybe kids playing time, where they play, how they play, all of those things. And you have the rules of the game, you have parents, and then you have the child. And for me, I always like to say, you know what, kids are in sports for a reason. It teaches them responsibility. It teaches them to be disciplined. It teaches them to work as a team. It teaches them that they must fail in order to succeed. So I like the principles of youth sports for kids to learn all of those and much more. So, and when I talk to a parent meeting and I like to say, listen, I am going to do my best as a coach and I'm going to do my very best to communicate openly and clearly, not only to the players, but to the parents. So, and it is my job as a coach to put them in the best position to win. Now, it could change because let's say I have a kid that doesn't show up and isn't playing the game. I have to make a decision. Do I keep letting him play and run the risk of getting hurt? Do I continue to let him play just for the sake of playing time? Or do I pull him out, have a conversation, coach him up, and get him back out there? Now, I obviously want to work with the player first. There are times when I have had to go and talk to a parent. For instance, I had a kid on my sideline. And the, the parents asked the child, said, hey, why didn't coach put you in? And he said, and the child says, well, I asked to be put in and coach told me no. And that wasn't the case. Let me tell you how the story went. This particular kid is 50-50. Sometimes he's on, sometimes he's off. Sometimes he wants to play, sometimes he doesn't want to play. Sometimes I have to beg him to play. And the parents came to me and said, hey, so-and-so told me that um, – you told him he couldn't play. Can you tell me what's going on? And I said, no, that isn't what happened. I asked him to go in and play offense. And he said, no, I would rather play defense. And I said, I need you to play offense. Will you go in? And they're like, oh, that's not the story my boy told me. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Next time I go to call him to go in and, and play, I want, I'm going to motion you over to come and stand behind me on the ropes and I'm going to ask him to go in so you can watch the interaction that I have with him and you so then that you can talk to him and we don't have this problem again. So what happens? I say, hey, kid, John, his name's not John, but we'll just use John as an example. Johnny, are you ready to go in and play? No, coach, I don't want to go in. And as I look back at the parents, they see this interaction. And I said, no, I need you to go in. Will you go in and play? And then I had the encouragement of the parents. The child went in and played, and he had a successful game. So my point is, things are never what they seem. And I always talk to the parents about having open communication. Now, on the flip side, I may have a parent that wants their kid to play a certain position. 
And by all means, I want them to. If they earn the position, I will tell the parents. If they earn the position, if they know what they're doing, if they can help us win, all of the components that I went over in the team meeting, then I'm happy to do that. It's not a, a set decision that a certain player is going to play a certain position in a certain position only. But you have to be willing to communicate. And I tell parents, too, listen, I can't fix what I don't know. If I don't know what's going on or what you're thinking and you're just getting frustrated and you're mad at my decision, I mean, I'm all for communicating. Does it always work out? But at the end of the day, I would hope that we could respectfully disagree whether the kid doesn't or doesn't play a certain position. Now, last one is, personally, I have a wife. She's very, very, very opinionated, just like I am. And we don't always see things eye to eye. You know, she may be thinking that, for instance, a recent thing is she's like, hey, I want to remodel the house. And I'm like, that's great. One stipulation. I am not going to remodel this house while we're living in it. So we started down the road of trying to find a rental property, try to find another home to move into while we renovated the house, because this isn't just a remodel. I mean, this is like gutting the house down to studs almost, and then rebuilding to give it an open floor plan. We've done the basement, we've done the upstairs, now becomes the middle room of our, the middle part of our house where our kitchen is, is where we spend most of our time. And I am, I told, first of all, it was a five-year moratorium. I told her, listen, you got to give me five years before we remodel the house because she was wanting to remodel the house the very moment we moved in. I'm like, it's not going to happen. We can't do it. I'm not. No. You know, I got enough going on right now. I can't do it. So she was very nice and she waited her five years. But as soon as that five years came up, she was, I got to do it, ready to do it, ready to do it. She'd been waiting her five years to remodel this house. Well, over the last 18 months or so, the market has changed, obviously. Houses that we could have purchased, um, it didn't work out. And nothing had seemed to work out. And finally, she came back and said, listen, I still want to remodel the house. That hasn't changed. But you know what? I don't think it's a good time. And I said, listen, I want you to remodel the house. But as soon as we all the stars line up, we can find a house to move into. We, you know, we have the money. We're ready to do it. But it would have been, I think, more money. And it would have taken longer to remodel the house. But it was that open communication that we we're able to talk about. And we're still going to remodel the house. One of these On one of these podcasts, I'm sure I'll talk about it and how the remodel is going. But my whole point of this podcast today is that there has to be, one, open communication. Two, you have to be able to respectfully disagree and have a debate, not an argument. And there are times when it does get heated, not going to lie, where I have to walk away and come back with a cooler head. You know, I... Uh, used to when we get in an argument and I try to work on this all the time is I would stay in the fight until I had a resolution and I've had to learn over time. My wife doesn't work that way. She needs time to process and think, and I don't want to escalate a problem because I think life would be boring if we thought all the same things and we did all the, all the same things. I mean, there has to be, she has to like things. I have to like things. She has to have her own space. I have to have my own space. That's what makes us human, but you have to be willing to have conversations and respectfully degree at the end, whether it's at a personal level, meaning you personally or with a, a partner or whether it's somebody at work or whether it is with a company you're running. You have 
the same scenarios play out each and every day. And it's part of what we do. Now, the last thing I want to mention, does everything always play out the way that we want? You know what I mean by that? You're up for a promotion at work and your boss chooses somebody else over you or you're worked your guts out thinking that you should get the position on the field and somebody else gets it before you. It happens all the time. The last thing I want to leave with you is things happen for us, not to us. And when I have always looked back and seen what things have happened or transpired in my life or things happened without my control, because the only things I can control is my attitude and my effort. That's the only things I, the only two things I can control that there was a reason for it. You know, 12 years ago, I lost everything. I started over. I would not be where I'm at today without the rug being pulled out from underneath me. So relearn to respectfully disagree. Learn that cooler heads prevail and that things happen for us, not to us. As always, subscribe, listen, follow. And if anybody would, any of you would like to be interviewed on my podcast, please reach out to me. And always, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. And the theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.